Brooklyn, 2014. Amid the rats and the whores of a burnt-down old museum town in its old age, the Mouse Rants podcast was a star in its own right. A beacon for the Walt Disney World-obsessed elite. The time is now on an evening very much like the one we have just witnessed. Tonight's episode of Mouse Rants is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Mouse Rants contains strong language and adult situations often assumed as inappropriate and offensive and is no way encouraged for the whiny crybabies who feel that being a tattletale and complaining to management is the only way to get what they want. Even Rod Serling was an avid proponent of anti-censorship and think all of you pussies are pathetic. If you believe to be one of these big mouth stool pigeons or if you are under 18, please take the service elevator to the exit now. We invite those who are left, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this elevator travels directly to... Mouse Rants. Welcome to Mouse Rants, episode 122. I'm your host, Jerry Skids. Simone's not here today, but that's okay, because we're only doing like a short episode. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about Star Wars The Old Republic. Now, LucasArts makes a ton of games. By the way, we have a live show at the end of this week. That's why I'm doing kind of a short episode, because I'm taking up a lot of time just fucking dealing with the fucking live show. It's a lot of work, by the way, put into a radio war when we have it. And as you guys know, that's all we do. That's all we do. Radio wars. It's our reason for being, quote unquote. Our reason for being. It's the only thing we've ever done, even though it's only been like eight episodes. Anyway. Anyway. Fucking assholes. You'll see. You'll see. So uh, that's Friday, November 12th. That's this Friday from 9.30 to 12.30. It was earlier, but Simone had a snag in the schedule, but that's okay. It's going to be three hours of goodness, and who knows? Maybe I'll fucking stick around. Probably not. But who knows? I do. I'm not going to. But I might. But I won't. Anyway. Um, you know, knowing that the Disney company now owns the Lucas company, Lucas Arts is on the table, in my fucking opinion. There's a lot of things that are in my opinion, like, as we've talked about in the past, um, Star Wars still has its own canon. Don't give a shit about the fact that Disney's like, no, that doesn't exist anymore. It exists. It exists. It's not fan fiction. It's fucking Star Wars books and games, and they all count to me. But this isn't just about Star Wars. This is about all LucasArts in general. Well, today, 
will be about Star Wars, but in general, I'm just fucking saying that uh, I think that eventually I want to talk about some of the old games um, on the computer. Uh, it was on Windows, DOS, Apple II, Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Atari 8-bit, Commodore 64. What else is there? Well, who cares about the rest? Oh, FM Towns. Remember the FM Towns? Marty. Marty FM Towns. Anyway, that doesn't even fucking matter. We know what I'm talking about. LucasArts made a ton of adventure games. So we're talking about fucking Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, that was the sequel to that, Sam and Max Hit the Road, Indiana Jones and the Fane of Atlantis, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was meh. The Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge. What else was there? Loom, fucking Loom. Um, oh, back in the day, they had a Labyrinth game that was fucking awesome. It was like a semi-adventure game. No, it was an adventure game. Basically followed the actual game. Uh, what else did they do? Um, well, they did Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which I definitely want to fucking talk about. Not an adventure game, but still a fucking amazing game on Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. In fact, maybe one day I'll just compare the two and that'll be an episode, but we'll see. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Full Throttle. Um, was two other monkey. There's Curse of Monkey Island, Escape from Monkey Island, Grim Fandango. That was one of them. Oh, that Freddy Farkas Frontier Pharmacist. That one. There's, there's a ton. And then when you get into like the newer games, it's like a billion Star Wars games. Like a, a billion. We can always talk about Star Wars games. That's fucking easy. Um, but what I want to talk about now is kind of... I don't really know if we would call it a sequel or a prequel, but it's it's in the same realm as Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which was uh, two games. Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Great adventure games. It was like a fucking comeback. They mixed adventure game with like a first-person shooter type deal. Uh, kind of. <laughs> anyway, it's a fucking great game. It's got RPG elements all throughout it, both of them. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about what spawned from that. And that's the MMORPG that stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. So it's a role-playing game, but it's with massive multiplayers and it's online. <laughs> so hence MMORPG. MMORPG. We can just stick to saying MMO. That's, that's how we'll shorten that for now. Um, and if that's kind of like in the vein of World of Warcraft, etc., etc., Star Wars The Old Republic is not like World of Warcraft, though, because the MMO portion of it is highly condensed, which, in my world, works perfectly. So, I'm just going to talk about this and uh, explain certain things here and there, and maybe you'll want to pick it up. You don't have to, but you can. Uh, so, let me just talk about what I hate about MMORPGs, and then we'll talk about what I like about them. Uh, spoiler, I love this fucking game. Anyway, MMORPGs. Uh, why I don't like World of Warcraft? Well, I don't like playing with people, <laughs> so that's a problem. However, I do like role-playing games, and I do like the idea of creating a character that I can, like, have a whole world based around, and I can go and fuck with people and shit like that. I do like that concept, but the problem is when other people are better than you in a game, they tend to act like assholes when you ask questions, and that becomes a big deal. 
I hate fucking dealing with people. I hate dealing with people who I don't know. If I know you, then it's fine because I get your fucking attitude and I get, you know, both of us together, we can, we won't clash, you know? And if we do, then guess what? We shouldn't be friends in the first place. But the fucking people. Let me give you an example. First of all, there is like a PvP, a player versus player element. They call it PvP in Star Wars The Old Republic, but it's really, it's, it's, it's huge for, you know, if that's all you do, then fine, great, have fun. From what I hear, it's gotten a lot better. At one point, it was kind of the same shit over and over again, but people are saying that they love it now. I don't know. Who cares to me? I don't give a shit. Uh, the reason I fucking can't stand it is because, first of all, they throw everybody in uh, at every level, you know, together, and some people are more well-versed in these games than others, and some people just don't know what to do, and instead of helping, people don't do that. They fucking go ahead and fucking yell at you, and they get mad, and they fucking will, people kill people on their own fucking team sometimes. Uh, it's basically team versus team. In a lot of cases, it's going to be light side versus dark side, but either way, it doesn't fucking matter. It's, it's shit to me. It's fucking Shit, I hate playing with other fucking people. Have I told you that yet? They also have these things called flashpoints. They are, basically you group up four people. This is kind of like the general role-playing or MMO, I don't know, scenario. They group people together. They got the tank, and if you don't know anything about this shit, I'll just quickly explain it. A tank is somebody who goes fucking head-on, you know? For instance, in this case, it would be like a Jedi. Jedi would you know, jump forward and smash with its lightsaber. Uh, DPS damage would be fucking somebody who shoots with a gun usually from far away, like a smuggler or some whatever. Somebody who's not close up in the action, but is doing a lot of the fighting. They also are not right up close to the enemy, so they don't get hurt as fast. Um, and then you have your healers, and your healers are the people who, what do you think, heal. They sh probably shouldn't fight. They, some people do. They'll fight, 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 and then heal. But I personally prefer, if I'm going to be a healer, to just fucking focus on the people I'm supposed to protect and not worry about the people we're fighting. That's what a healer's fucking job is. So, <laughs> when they group up in these things that they call flashpoints, it's like, um, let's say, an hour-long, sometimes more, sometimes less, scenario that everybody has to go through together and you go in a group of four of people mostly you don't know unless you have people in your group that you do but if you don't and you don't know like because these people do it over and over and over again because it, once you know you go through it you get fucking loot aka shit <laughs> inventory stuff that if you don't know anything about rpgs and i don't care <laughs> whatever, just regular RPGs, shit for your inventory, armor, items, whatever, and you get really good ones from these flashpoints, and that's why people do them over and over and over again, they'll either use them or they'll sell them, they'll usually sell them, which we'll get to, so, I can't fucking stand that either, because what happens is, again, same thing, people who are newbies or don't, just don't, aren't really good at it, get fucking reamed, people will leave the group, people will get mad, you know, halfway through, they'll fuck, they, they treat you like shit instead of helping, which would be fucking a help. Because then if you help that person, you are now creating a person who's like you, somebody who knows everything. How are you going to know something if people are just going to leave? 
people are assholes. Anyway, the worst of the worst are raids. Now, raids are right out of fucking, you know, World of Warcraft that, like, you get a huge group of people together and you all go fight one baddie. Um, in this case, <laughs> if, like, one person dies, it's done. <laughs> so everyone has to be on their game. But if they get one person, and, and you're going to see a fucking theme here, but if you get one person asking a question, you get, like, ellipses, dot, 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 or GG, and then people just leave. That's it. People are fucking assholes. And that's why I hate most MMOs. This particular MMO is not focusing on that aspect of it. In fact, you could beat this entire game, or at least get through all the expansions up until whatever they're up to now with yourself and not having to team up with anybody. For certain things, you might want to team up with people, but you can make yourself strong enough where you don't have to. Where it's just you and a companion that you get who's an NPC, a non-player character, somebody who you're not controlling, nobody's controlling it except for a computer. So there's that. Um, okay, so let's talk about why I enjoy the single-player aspect of this, and, of course, what it is. So you create a character, any character you fucking want. You choose their name, you choose the way they look. Each class has a different story. Now, let's talk about those classes. Your classes are your Jedi Knight. You know, that's your standard. If you wanted to just play a Star Wars game, Jedi Knight is the one to go. His antithesis is the Sith warrior, which is on the Empire side. You choose a side beforehand. So Republic, you get the Jedi Knight. Empire, you get the Sith warrior. They're kind of the same class. Couple little differences here and there, but you get it. So that's you're going to be your, like, perfect Star Wars game. You wanted to play a Star Wars game? There you go. The next one down the list is the Jedi Consular. Did I say Jedi? Jedi. <laughs> Jedi Consular, which is... A Jedi still, but now it's focused more on the magic aspect of it or the force lightning. They're more in tune with the force, right? So they're your healers and DPS Jedi console. Jedi Knight is mostly tank, and the antithesis of the Jedi Consular is the Sith Inquisitor. Same situation, you know, where it's focusing mostly on your abilities rather than your strength. Next up, we have the Trooper. So it's a, for the Republic, you're basically a clone trooper before the clone troopers were clone troopers. You're a human trooper. Uh, and that they actually have a really fucking good story for such a weird class. But, uh, you know, you play as a trooper. It's, it's like, a you know, with the Jedi, you're like this big, oh, I'm a fucking Jedi. It's, a, it's important. Trooper... Just part of the front lines, right? And you get to play as one of those guys. So that, to me, is fucking cool. They kind of use that with Finn in The Force Awakens later on. So, I like that idea. Uh, bounty Hunter is the antithesis. It's the same kind of as a trooper, except the Bounty Hunter has more gadgets and gizmos, whereas the trooper is more about fucking firepower, you know? So there's that. And then, finally, we have the Smuggler, on the Republic side, we all know the smuggler as the Han Solo type. Um, being on the Republic side is a little weird because smuggler usually isn't on a side, you know? Smuggler kind of is on their own side. Same thing with the bounty hunter, but I can see the bounty hunter being 
on the evil side, as they say. So, I don't know. Smuggler to me, you can go either way. And then finally is the Imperial agent, who I think should have been with the trooper, but whatever. <laughs> and the Imperial agent is like an assassin, someone who's out to, you know, kill somebody who's more of a, what do you call him, like a SEAL Team 6. <laughs> you know, he's kind of out on his own, but not really. Very similar to a bounty hunter, but closer to the trooper, in my opinion. But there, there are your classes. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> um, you choose your class, and that changes your story. That's what's really fucking cool about this. There's eight different stories you can live through. Eight. So it's eight games, really. You know, you go through your individual things. So the Jedi Knight and the Jedi Consular are both starting or finishing their training, and then we go from there, and the story expands, and there's twists and turns and intrigue. There's even expansion packs that once you get to a certain level or when you finish the first part of the game, you move on to the next part of the game. The only problem is, from what I've heard, I haven't gotten up to that yet, but from what I've heard, no matter what you play, it's kind of the same game. So now your eight stories kind of devolve into two, I think. I think there's one for the Republic side and one for... I, I don't even know if that's the truth. I haven't gotten up to it, so I can't tell you from first-hand experience. But you devolve into lesser stories and you kind of live the same game once you get to the expansion pack. It fucking sucks, if that's true. I, I think it is, though. I've heard it from multiple people. So there's that. Great. Expansion packs, games, stories. The game plays out just like your, your normal adventure game mixed with RPG elements, obviously closer to the RPG. Why I call it an adventure game is because you have choices in dialogue. That's the difference to me. With role-playing games like JRPGs from like the Super Nintendo. So you have your Final Fantasies, your Earthbound, your Chrono Trigger, those games. Yeah, you'll have some selections. It's usually yes or no. You don't really get to choose what, you're, what you say. Here, however... It's more of an adventure game, more of like what we did with like a, um, well, not with King's Quest, but more with the LucasArts games, like Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, Sam and Max, and now all the Telltale games are like that too, except really your choices don't matter even when they say they do. But in this particular case, the things you say changes how people treat you. Like Fallout. Fallout's just like that. If you played Fallout, same shit. Even the very first fucking Fallout from day one on the PC. You start talking shit. You start acting like an asshole. People in other towns hear that you're an asshole and they treat you fucking differently. So it all fucking matters. But if you sneak around and you act like an asshole without people knowing, people treat you like gold and you're fucking them over. It's, it's cool. You get a different feel. Here, it's more of a light side, dark side situation. But not always. For instance... If you're in the Republic and you're playing a Jedi, sure, you could just be light side and be like, oh, yes, I will save everybody. Or you can actually have your own fucking opinion <laughs> and just play it as if you were you, you know? So you could just be like, well, I think that this is the wrong decision. Even though it's a light side answer, I think that we should call out this person for being a douchebag and shoot him in the head. 
I'm not saying you would do it in real life. I'm saying in the game. So when normally you would save that person, you kill them, but you get more money, you get more notoriety, people like you, blah, blah, blah. You, there's always a reason. You just do things to do things. There's always a reason. So it tempts you, which is why you can be a dark side Jedi. You can be a dark Jedi. You can be a dark smuggler. You can be a, a light bounty hunter. You can be a light Sith. You can be a Sith who does only nice things for people. And that's what's so fucking cool about the game. You could be not what they want you to be. You could choose how you are. Or you could just be fucking middle of the road. You could totally just be middle of the road. I only care about me. Sometimes I make good choices. Sometimes I make bad choices. As long as the choice benefits me. If I'm getting money out of it. If I'm getting, I don't know. <laughs> Armor? I don't know. Sometimes it depends. When you finish different missions, they give you money or experience or, or armor or something. They give you shit regardless. And, uh, yeah. So, there you go. You got your dark side, you got your light side. You can change your character throughout your game. So, once you get towards the end, you can have a completely different ending than the way you started. So, technically, you could really have 16 different games. You know, you could play through the eight characters twice, once as light, once as dark, and see how that changes everything. Now, some of them, it probably won't. You know, like I've, I've heard that the Sith Inquisitor is like a really boring story. Or is it the Jedi Consular? One of those magic uses is like a boring story. It's very meh. Story nonetheless, but not as good as like the Jedi Knight or the Smuggler, who has a very interesting story. So there's that. Great. Now, that's the first part, the making the choices. The second part is the RPG aspect of it, which is really what the whole thing is. And that's your character creation, leveling up, you know, uh, the way that you fight. Now, the way you fight is not turn-based like the JRPGs. It's, um, you know, completely live. So you're shooting the enemy as they're shooting you. If you walk away from your fucking computer and an enemy starts attacking you, you're going to come back dead. Unless your companion or whatever saves you or another player saves you. So, whatever. So there you go. You got your RPG. You got your adventure. It's a fucking fun game. Let's talk about missions. You got your story missions. You got your side missions. Your story missions are the ones you have to complete to finish the story. And then there's like world missions. So you'll be on Coruscant. You have to complete like whatever missions they have for you on Coruscant. So if you play through two different characters and they both go to Coruscant, you don't have to do them again. And you can, but you don't have to. You don't have to fucking do your world missions like a million times. It's kind of pointless. Uh, but unless you know, you're doing it to gain experience, you don't need to. Though. You can literally gain all your 60 levels um, or 65 now in just doing the story missions. You can. You just have to do a little bit more work, that's all. Uh, what else? So you do, oh, so you get your missions, and your missions are the game. That's what it is. You will go to somebody, they'll explain to you what you have to do. You go do that. Sometimes they'll have to send you on a second part, a third, a fourth, and then you will usually end up back where you started to tell them, hey, I finished what I did. Not always. Sometimes you'll end up on a completely different planet. You know, to, to complete your mission with someone else because someone might have died or who knows. So there you go. You know, I'm being very tutorially about it because some people just don't fucking know. Yeah. But um, what else do they have? Oh, okay. 
let's just talk about before we get to like the other aspects of the game besides your missions i want to talk about the ways you can play there are two ways you can do free to play if you want the other option is to subscribe subscribing is 15 dollars a month uh or you can play by six months or by the year if you want then you have to do a big chunk of money at once i fucking hate doing a big chunk of money at once especially when you're only saving a few bucks like for instance if you do six months you only save twelve dollars twelve dollars might sound like a lot but when you're being like sure i'll pay that you have to put down six months worth of fucking shit at the same time and what happens if one month you get super fucking busy and you want to cancel can't you've already paid for six months so yeah that's the difference i pay monthly whatever if it's a fucking extra buck a month so be it. So, that's the subscriber fee. With the subscriber fee, you also get 500 cartel coins. Now, what's a cartel coin? I'll tell you what that is. That's the out-of-game currency. The in-game currency is just like credits. You know, it's just, you know, Republic credits only. You know, credits. So, out-of-game money. This is money that you can physically pay for if you want. When you're a free-to-play player, you're going to be fucking physically paying for it if you need it. Now, you don't need it in the game. These are never needed to finish these games. What it is needed for is if you want to customize your character more, if, or if you want something in the game, a piece of equipment, or if you want something fun, something that will help you raise your experience levels, etc., etc., etc. You go through this cartel coin now when you subscribe you get 500 a month so you can save up so you know after two months it's a thousand it goes on from there plus if you sign up to get a security key it's free it costs you literally nothing to do it all you need is to have your phone with you because what happens when you sign in you have to open up this app and the app tells you to, a number to put in this is all through bioware which is a game company you put in the code, it's like a six-digit code, bang, you're in the game. Now you get an extra 100 cartel coins. For no reason. All you're doing is giving yourself 100 coins and fucking protecting yourself. How is that bad? Take it. Do it. It's an extra five seconds to log in. Maybe 20 seconds if you have to fucking go get your phone. It's fucking quick. There's no reason not to do it. There really is no reason not to get those extra hundred coins now why pay if you can do it for free here's the deal when you do it for free there's a lot of things you don't get there's certain missions you can't do unless you are a subscriber the story missions obviously you can but there's certain other missions you can't do you can't earn certain uh achievements at all unless you are a subscriber uh, if you're not into that, fine. But there's also other things. You can't sprint until you're like level 15 or some shit. You can't fucking ride a speeder until you're like level 25. So you're walking real fucking slow for a lot of levels, you know. And that's a problem to some people. Some people it's not. Some people it is. I did it. I was free to play for a while, but I just could not handle it anymore. It is way too time consuming. It's so much quicker for me to do it this way and I figure hey it's 15 bucks a month it's not that bad I can decide to do that instead of let's say have Hulu you know choose one or the other it's not a big deal it's up to you if you're gonna have Hulu 
and you watch everything you want, you're waiting, sign out of Hulu. And then when your show comes back, or you know, like on Netflix, let's say you were watching Orange is the New Black, show comes back, sign up for it, you could, you could get rid of your uh, SWOTOR for a little bit, your Star Wars The Old Republic for a little bit. Once you finish watching the show, sign back up again. As your characters will stay there. That's the other thing. As a subscriber, well, as free to play, you get two characters. Bang. That's it. As a subscriber, you get 15 characters per server. Now, before a couple days ago, actually, there were a ton of servers that you can go on. Some of them were busy. Some of them weren't. But there were a ton of servers you can go on. So you could have so many fucking characters. However, the other day, they merged servers. They did a server merger, as they call it. So a lot of people had to redo their characters, change names, because there were, mul you know, there were multiple duplicates now on the same server. So it was just a fucking bitch. If you don't know what a server is, I can't help you with that. That's, that's on you. <laughs> because they have servers for pretty much everything. And if you don't know what it is at this point in your life, I can't help you. Fucking read a bucking, bucking, read a fucking book or a dictionary or some shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 15 characters per server right now at the time, there's only five servers now. So that's 15 times five. Do the fucking math. You'll get a lot of characters, okay? Um, once you get to a certain point, in your subscriberhood, you can become a legacy. Legacy, I think it's like level 15 or level 10 or something. It's really early on. But as a legacy, you can now uh, create like a last name. It's kind of like, it's not even really a last name as much as it is like your status, but it's like a last name. So for everybody, I could be the Skids legacy and then fucking I have like Jerry Skids and Marsha Skids and... Fucking PETA skids and a lot of skids, all the skids. And all it shows your last name. You can turn the last name off or blah, blah, blah. It's a legacy. But when you have this legacy, you now have access to like tons of achievements that you can finish. And if you're somebody who likes achievements, you're going to love that. So that'll be fun. Why choose subscriber over free play? Because all of those fucking hardships you get, the time wasted, the slow walking, to me is not worth it. To you, it might be. I like having multiple characters. For instance, once I'm done playing with a character, I want to go to another class and start their story and see what they're like. You could do that, but now you're going to delete your old character, you know? So I like doing that. Plus, I have, like, having characters on multiple servers and fucking being able to judge what's going on. Can I just tell you, with the server merger, there is a fucking annoying goddamn fucking problem because I was on a, uh, a European server. The reason being, because when I play, they're sleeping, right? Because they're six hours ahead in England and stuff. So they're asleep. I have nobody on the server. I can go about my business. I can do whatever. But now they've merged them together with all these other fucking servers. So fuck it, it sucks. Because they're like when there's no, let's say normally there's 25 people on a planet. Right. So let's say I was on, I don't know, Tython. There's 25 people and I want to fucking go on a mission. And my mission says I got to kill 50 fucking flesh raiders. That's actually a 
thing that happens. <laughs> but let's say that my mission is I have to kill 50 flesh raiders in this particular cave. Fine. I get into the cave, I kill the 50 flesh raiders, I have my uh, mission completed, right? But now, I signed in this morning, and from when I would normally have like 25 people in it, you know, at the time I go, it was like 195 people. I went to the fucking, let's say, hypothetical cave to kill the flesh raiders. I, I'm not, I'm using a smuggler, so it doesn't even, I don't even know why I'm using this example, but I am. And I couldn't fucking kill anyone because someone else was fighting every single other fucking flesh raider. Every fucking bad guy was being fought by someone else. So you, ha I'm sitting there waiting for them to respawn. It doesn't feel anymore like real life. I know that sounds weird, but when you're playing the game, you kind of are in the game. And I didn't feel anymore like I was doing a mission. I felt like I was waiting. That's all it was. And then people, I'd be waiting there and someone would come fucking try to swoop in and take my guys. Once they start fighting them, it's their mission that they're completing, not mine. You know? It's bullshit. Fuck! It sucks. There's no fucking reason. I chose a server that I knew I'd have less people on for a fucking reason. But they do the server merger and now I'm fucking stuck wasting an hour doing a mission that could have taken me fucking 10 minutes because I gotta wait for someone or at the fucking cut in front of someone and be an asshole. It just sucks. So keep that in mind. That's not to deter you from playing. It's just to explain that you're gonna have to look for a server that has the amount of people that you want there to be. Now, if you're doing PVP, this is perfect for you because there's tons of people, which means there's gonna be tons of fucking war zones to create. So that'll be great for you. I don't know. For PVP, if you're into it, there's a bunch of different things. I, I can't honestly really tell you 100% everything, every game there is because I don't really like it. I do it because I have to, because it's part of the mission and I like to fucking complete 100%. But I don't know, there's one that's kind of cool. It's like a game of hut ball and you're kind of running around and fucking killing people and trying to get the ball. And I don't really know. I've never seen the fucking ball. I just sat there killing people and trying not to be killed. Um, you know, because everyone else knows the strategy. I'm sitting there going, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, just to get my goddamn mission points. But you know, you get a certain amount of kills and then people are like, yay. Of course I had a ton of deaths too. When you die in PvP, it's not the same as when you die in the actual story. And when you die in the actual story, you can be revived by your mate or any other person, or if there's no one around, you could be revived at the nearest med center. So it'll bring you back to the, the closest place where there's a medical robot, which sometimes is really fucking far and sometimes it's pretty close by. Sometimes, it's better for you because like, let's say you're leaving a dungeon and the dungeon is fucking huge, fucking huge. And you have to get all the way fucking back. Sometimes you just want to die and get to the closest med center because <laughs> now you're fucking there. Um, what happens though is also your weapons and fucking armor get damaged. So you have to make sure you repair them. If that happens, every time you die, it takes, you know, it hurts your fucking armor clearly. So. That's a thing. 
What else is there? Um, oh, okay, so you get these companions. I was telling you about that later on in the first part of your game. And you start getting more as time goes on. These are NPCs. They're non-player characters. They're there to help you, and they're controlled by the computer. Sometimes they are there just to heal the fuck out of you, which is great. You want a fucking companion who's going to heal you because if you're not a healer and you're playing a solo, single-player RPG style, you need someone who's going to sit there and keep healing you. Otherwise, you're going to die pretty fucking quickly. Uh, but when you get your crew, you get these crafting skills at some point. It's supposed to be around level 13. It just depends on how you play the game. You know, level 10 to 13, just depending. I am a... Single-player role-playing game, don't really care about all the other stuff, except when it comes to the crew skills, and I'll explain to you why. Here are the different things you could do. I'm just going to fucking read them real quickly. It's bioanalysis, so if you see... Fuck, I said real quickly, now I'm explaining it. Um, it's bioanalysis, uh, scavenging, slicing, archaeology, diplomacy, underworld trading, treasure hunting, investigation, armor mech, arms tech... Artifice, Cybertech, Biochem, and Synth Weaving. I know weaving. I know some people are just probably like, okay, bye. <laughs> because that completely went over your head. But let me just, I'll tell you, a lot easier what that fucking meant. So like, for instance, something like bioanalysis, if you're like walking around and there's like plants, you can walk up to a plant and you use your crew skill on it. And what happens is you pull out these crafting items. And those crafting items you can use to craft things. Making armors, making medicine. For me, I don't give a shit about making armors or medicine. It's really the thing I care about the fucking least. I don't give a shit. However, what I do care about is making fucking money. With the bioanalysis, the slicing, the scavenging, you're picking up things all over the road, getting different kind of crafting items. And then what you can do is they have this thing called the Galactic Trading Network, GTN. You go to that and you're actually trading with people on your server. And there are things that they, they let's say they want to craft. That's all they want to do. So they want to make armor. So they have like arms tech and they have cyber tech and bio. They want to make shit. That's great because when you put up your fucking crafting items, they want to buy it. It's all about price. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I am going to tell you that you could either you could choose to undercut people, you could choose to just collect more and have more of those items available and then charge more for them because a sometimes people don't want to do the math and they know they have the money, they can just spend it, or b uh, they just want the shit. They want as much as they can have. So you have that option of undercutting or charging a higher price, but giving people more things or being middle of the road, of course, giving, you know, and people will buy it. And when you do that, you'll get more credits. When you have more credits, you can buy a bunch of shit. Sometimes you can buy shit that is available in the cartel market. So you don't have to spend your cartel coins on something that you want, but you didn't want to waste cartel coins on it. So let's say you wanted to change your character's hair or something like that. Um, you could do that for like a small amount of cartel coins or a ton of credits. If you just have a ton of credits lying around, 
you will probably choose that because you're saving your cartel coins for something more important. So there's that. And then there's just things like diplomacy and underworld. Those are fine. It's really, you know, you get your crew skills up to that. You get money and you, uh, you know, become better at talking to people. You get more choices, et cetera. Uh, the other cool thing is when you choose like a female over a male or a male over a female, your dialogue choices will change for certain characters. Men have the ability to flirt with other women. Women have the ability to flirt with other men. And sometimes I think you get a little, you know, woman on woman as well. But I don't think you, I don't really remember a time when that happens. It's not like Mass Effect. Mass Effect, you, there's a lesbian relationship that you could straight up have right there. You can just, right, you can choose, I want to fuck this chick as a chick, the end. There you go. Um, let's see, what else is there? So that's it, I mean, that's your crew skills. I don't really have to go into it. You just keep picking shit up and you keep leveling up your crew skills and you get better things and you can sell that for more money, etc., etc., etc. So there you go. Crafting, lots of fun when you're making money. Um, also with your companions, you can do heroics. You don't have to use a friend. I know that originally they had Heroic 2s and Heroic 4s. They've now turned everything to Heroic 2s. So you only need two people, which means you can do it with your fucking companion. If you haven't, you know, as long as you, you know, level up enough. And by the point that you get to each different uh, world, you probably have already leveled up more than you need to. The way that they've changed certain things now is that when you get to a world... They'll level you down to what the world thinks you should be at. So you could be at level 40, but you want to go back to the first world you were at. And when you get there, you they level you back down to 12. Because that's the highest you can be at there. Sometimes when you're on that same planet and you hit level 13, it levels you right back down to 12. You can't walk around just killing everybody, which kind of sucks. Because I like doing it. Sometimes I just want to go back to a planet. I don't want the challenge of whatever. I'm just trying to get an achievement done. But no, I have to now fucking fight through everybody. It's just a lengthy process. It's like grinding. Uh, if you don't know what grinding is, it's basically leveling up. Uh, in a lot of role-playing games, especially uh, Japanese role-playing games, there's a point in the game, let's say like two-thirds in, right about two-thirds in, we need to be at a much higher level out of nowhere. And so you have to spend time in that area fighting enemies, fighting enemies, fighting enemies. Oh, oh, my health's down. Go back to the village. Heal, heal. Go to an inn. Get some fucking healing potions. Come back out. Fight, 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 fight. Go back to the town. And that, you could do that for hours. Hours before you're at the level you need to be at. Now, I can just listen to podcasts or something while I'm doing that. So it's like mindless activity while I'm doing something I like to do, right? But back when you were a kid, it sucked. You called it grinding because it wasn't something that was really fucking nice. But the rest of the game was so fucking great that you didn't mind having to deal with that for... In, at that time, it would be like, what, a couple of days because you don't want to play all fucking night. You got other shit to do. You know, so you play a little bit and you come back. Oh, I got to grind more when I come back. So anyway, grinding, grinding, grinding. There's not that much grinding that needs to be done here because of the fact that you level up pretty quickly in this game if you're doing all of the missions. If you're only doing the story missions, you kind of have to like fucking fight around a little bit, but whatever. The problem is when you come back to these planets, 
You got to fight, 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 fight when you're just trying to get your goddamn achievement done. So that's kind of annoying. They should have kept it at, if you're at a certain level, you can keep that fucking level unless you're trying to do some sort of a mission. You know, if you're doing something that's an achievement, you should just be able to fucking slice through everybody. So these heroic missions that I was telling you about, it's basically a harder mission. I know I kept saying heroic two, heroic four, and I didn't explain it. It's a harder mission. Uh, now they give it to you by computer, which I find weird because you used to get it like naturally from somebody. Like you'd walk around and then somebody would be like, holy shit, my fucking robot went nuts and it's going around killing people. And you have to go find the robot and then you can choose to you know, save the robot or kill the robot, I, whatever. Anyway, I just made that up. I'm just saying that there are these harder missions that didn't have anything to do with anything else, you know, and they would also provide you usually with better loot. You used to have to team up with people. You don't have to, but you used to want to team up with people so you can get it done. I never did because, I, as I said, I hate teaming up with people, so I would slowly go through the heroic mission very slowly. Heal, 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 heal. Okay, now I'll go to this guy. Heal, 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 heal. And that's how I used to do it. Now everything's at a heroic too, so it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. Also, you can like choose your dark side or light side beforehand, which I don't like. I don't even get what that means. I looked it up, but I didn't really understand what the point was. Because you could choose dark side, but then do all light side answers. So I, I don't know. I think you get more points if you identify with dark side, but then do more dark side things. I guess. What else is there? I don't know. There's guilds. You can create these guilds, which are like, I guess, clubs that people will like join in. Now, when you join a guild, you get like more experience points for things. And when you join a guild, you can go in there. A lot of the time they offer like a bank. So you just take money out and shit like that. Or they'll offer loot. So you go in there and you're like, oh, fuck, I need better equipment. You go in there and you fucking get your better equipment. Uh, it's supposed to be like a trade situation, but you know, you can do whatever you want and then fucking leave that guild. It don't matter. <laughs> it's, it's up to you. You you play the way you play. I, I don't really care. I'll join a guild for the experience and then I never go to their uh, little stronghold. Uh, stronghold is like a, a house where you can, you could buy a stronghold and never have anybody visit if you want. In fact, whoa, shit. Something's going on out there. Welcome to New York. Uh, should I wait? Uh, I, I really don't know. If I keep talking, will you be able to hear me or will you be distracted by that? Hmm. I'll drink my coffee. All right. Well, I was saying, oh yeah, you're asked to buy a stronghold at the beginning of the game, like within the first 10 levels. And I'm like, why? The hell am I going to do with it? But they really want you to do it. They make it one of your missions and everything. It's just, they're glowing saying, you don't need to get a new strong, but you get a strong, you're spending like a lot of money. Your first stronghold is really cheap, but you're spending like a lot of money though, still for you at the time on nothing. Cause what are you, what are you going to use it for? It makes sense with the guilds because with the guilds, you can go and create this like area and keep building it up and keep expanding with multiple doors, multiple rooms, upstairs, downstairs, just keep expanding it till it's fucking huge. Um, and it has all this fucking shit to do in it. So you can get um, a galactic trade network 
post like there's like a little computer you have to visit. You can't just start trading shit. You have to find the computer first. Usually you go to your like fleet. So if you're on the Republic side, it's the Republic fleet. If you're on the Empire side, it's the Imperial fleet. Um, and then whichever, you know, you can go there. That's where you first get one of them. But then they start having them in the planets. And then you can get them in your, you can like go back to your stronghold, your home, or your guild stronghold and and use it there. If you buy it, you know, and that costs. And it's a lot of building. If you like The Sims, You'll love that aspect of the game. That's one thing I love about the Old Republic. It's got something for pretty much everybody, unless you're into, I guess, well, no, even that. I guess unless you're into fighting games, because there's no, like, round one, fight! No special moves. I mean, you have kind of special moves, but that's more in, like, a first-person shooter or third-person shooter, depending on how you adjust your camera. That's the cool thing about it. You can do third or you can do first. It's up to you. Um, I would do third, though. First is really tough to control, especially when you got so many enemies coming after you. Um, anyway, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, with the guilds, you do it to have, like, a sense of friendship and bonding. Or some people do it and they go out on missions together. Some people do it and they go out role-playing together. And I like that. See, that's the one thing, the aspect that's getting lost in this game is the actual physical role-playing. Some people will go on, they are their character. You are the character you create. You go in and you act like the character and you walk around, you don't talk about it as if it's a game ever. And you create your own little story. So when you're role-playing with other people, you could be looking for, I don't know, let's say you choose a Jedi Knight, but that Jedi Knight also is a fucking spy for the Empire. Ooh, right? Now, that's not going to be told in the story of the game, but in the story of you and your friends or you and the people you meet, sure, that story can be told without them knowing. It's just your own little story, and it slowly reveals itself. You start making friends. You start knowing people in your guild. Now you, they finally find out, oh, my God, you're a bad guy. And you can choose the dual people, and it, it becomes a whole thing. So, that part, that aspect is cool, but it's getting lost. People aren't really doing it much anymore, which kind of sucks. I like that. That stuff is fun to me. But, whatever. Some people just go to these guilds, and they have, like, a strong, We're all gonna go PvP! Yeah, motherfuckers! Let's all go fight each other! I always feel like the people who are, like, obsessed with PvP are just people who like first-person shooters. It's like, I don't know. It just says what it seems like. I know that's not the way it is, but it's just like, I always feel they're like, yeah, bro, we're going to go out. We're going to beat the shit out of each other. They always act like that. <laughs> Stop. Stop with that shit. Not my thing, obviously. Not my thing. Um. Oh, before we go, I, the last thing is you can just help people out. Now, you can basically, let's say, let's say your friend joins up. You're already like somewhere else and you... Find out that your friend joined up and you want to help them out. You can travel back to that planet that they're at and help them out. You team up. You group up. Of course, they're going to pull your fucking level all the way back down. But sure, whatever. When you, you know. Oh, by the way, when you, I know you probably know this, but if you don't, when you leave that planet, you get your levels back. You don't lose your levels. It's just when you're in that planet, you, they act as if you're at the highest level you can be on that planet if you maxed out. Anyway. So you can just help people out and join up. The cool thing about that is once you're joined with someone, you can watch their story. 
Um, there are problems with that. You can watch their story, but you can't always watch their story. Let me explain. I found this out not that long ago, actually. Sometimes when you're doing story missions, you have to go into a specific area that's only meant for you. Like, let's say it's the Jedi Knight story area. I keep using that because everybody knows what a Jedi Knight is. So the Jedi Knight goes in, nobody else can go in. However, if you're grouped up with someone, they can also go in with you. Once your group mate goes in, you, the gate turns from red, which means you can't enter, to like bluish purple, and you can just whoop, go right on in and watch along. You can't do anything, but you can watch and be part of that. So this way, if you're not planning on going back and doing another class, you can just watch what happened in their class too. Or you can, if you've already done it, you can see what kind of decisions they're making and you're not stuck standing there waiting for an hour, you know, well, or for like 10 minutes or however long their cutscene is. Now, you can join in with that, but for some reason, you can't join in with anything else. So let's say you have to talk to somebody in a village as part of your mission. And you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, that person's standing there. When your friend goes to talk to that person, they start talking, but you're not involved. You are kind of standing there watching them talk and you can't hear anything. You don't know what's going on. You just see them conversing and that's it. You can't join in the conversation. You can't even listen to their conversation. Why? Why can you not do that when you can do it in, when you have to go into those special areas? It doesn't make sense. It seems like they would have fixed that, but they haven't. And some people say, oh, it's because it's not as important. So what? I don't want to stand around waiting for their story to be done. In fact, now I'm being spoiled for part of their story because I'm going to do it again so I find out what the other part was. I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, that sucks because that's usually the intro to the mission is in, like, a non-story area. So they're getting introed and you're like, dun, 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 dun. I don't know what the fuck to do. That sucks. Um, but... The world missions, you guys can not only listen together, but you can answer together. And there's a dice roll, and who, whatever the roll is, is what it is. So, for instance, that might make no sense to you. So let's say you are talking to somebody, and they're like, I need you to rescue my child. And one of you says, your child sucks. And the other one says, absolutely. Well, a dice is a dice. A die is rolled, and whoever has the higher number... They, what they say goes in the conversation, and that's how the conversation plays out, which is kind of interesting. I like that. It's the same thing with uh, flashpoints, which are, as I said before, those like little missions you get that are like, well, they're not little. They're big missions that you get. They're like an hour long or more, sometimes less, where you have to go through a whole bunch of shit with a group, but you can, you can do that on your own, too. Now... What I suggest is getting to the highest level, but you should look it up beforehand, you know, do your research. Find out what the highest level is for that particular mission and then go do it solo or with a friend and forget a group because then you'll be at the highest you need to be for that mission. And they now they give you a, another companion on top of your companion as well. It's like a robot who walks around and helps you. Which I think is good. I, I mean, it, for the ones that are hard that hard enough that you have to use four people, and you don't have that, but you just you don't want to team up with anyone. You want your own decisions. You don't want to fucking deal with what somebody else chooses. I hate that. If I'm fucking dark side and I want to do a dark side thing, and someone I'm teamed up with someone who gets the, you know the dice is rolled, the die is rolled, and they 
get chosen. That sucks for me. What the fuck? I just want to fucking complete my fucking story. So I go by myself at a higher level and that's it. Now you got to be careful because if you surpass that level, they have the same mission, but like at a higher level. And now you're at the lowest. So let's say the first one was from level 10 to level 15. The next one's from level 16 to level 22 or something like that. And you're now at level 16, so you're at the lowest fucking possible level and you're not beating it because everything's cranked up harder. Anyway, that's it. Now, I guess the way I'll leave it off is should you play? Should you play this game? Well, if you're not in the games, no. Because <laughs> you're not going to like it then because you hate games. I would still try it. I, I I always would try it because, fuck, I love games, but especially role-playing games. If you like role-playing games at all, I suggest it. I think it's a lot of fun. You don't ever have to even get to the MMO. If you hate MMOs, but you love RPGs, it's perfect for you. It's so focused on that single-player role-playing game element that you're gonna feel comfortable with it, but you can also like try your hand at some of the MMO stuff. So if you've never played an MMO, but you kind of are interested, but you don't really wanna jump into World of Warcraft or something like that, I wouldn't, I don't like that, but some people do. You can try their PVP, the ops, the raids, and all that other shit. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have never played MMO, but you love RPG, do it. If you love MMOs, if you like fucking live by them and you've played a bunch of them, I would think before doing it, because even though I've heard that, as I said, their MMO elements have gotten better, they still, like, the they have, like, world bosses that you have to grab a billion people to get together and fucking fight those raids that I was talking about earlier. And, like, that, I've heard, doesn't really change a lot. They haven't really done anything with them. They're still the same old ones from before. So, eh, that's up to you. But... As a person who loves Knights of the Old Republic, as a person who loves Star Wars, and as a person who loves role-playing games, this is perfect for me. In fact, I wish there was a fucking Disney version of this. How fun would that fucking be? A fucking Disney version. Not version, not, it's not like the Star Wars story, but with Disney characters, but like a Disney MMO that isn't really focused on the MMO part, but more focused on the RPG part. You know, I, I like the ability to fuck with people and I like the ability to talk to people and, and role play in terms of the character, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't really like all the other elements personally, in general. But this game, I fucking love. So, I would try it. I like it. The end. That's all I had to say. I wanted to talk a little bit about SWOTOR. That's what they call it, SWOTOR. There's no actual extra O there. For some reason, people say it. Anyway, that's it. Have a great one. Remember, live show this Friday night from 9.30 to 12.30. 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. And who knows? It might go a little longer. It depends. Probably not, but it might probably not. I know I said that earlier. We already did this joke, but I'll do it again because I don't give a fuck. All right. Goodbye, have fun. If you want to rate and review us, you can. <laughs> I would do it. I would give us a five-star review. That would be nice. This particular episode isn't really reflective of our normal episodes. It's just me wanting to talk about SWOTOR, Star Wars The Old Republic. 
I like it. I'm going to do more stuff about the games, I think, at some point. If you guys like that, awesome. If not, well, sorry. I'm going to tell you. I'll do it anyway. It's probably two episodes or something, you know. Julian's going to eventually be back to talk about the Disney games, the 8-bit and 16-bit games that we haven't gotten up to. And then we'll probably do a third episode where it's all the stuff afterwards, like the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Connect, whatever the fuck all those games. Oh, Jesus. Please. Well, we'll play all of them, and we'll talk about them. But for now... Game talk is over. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, fuck yourself. But you can complain if you want at mouserants.gmail.com. We also have shirts. If you go to TeePublic and type in Mouse Rants, we have a whole store there. Not too many shirts, but we have four of them. We have the um, the one you know, the regular Mouse Rants shirt. We have the RIP Great Movie Ride shirt, which is a fucking great shirt. Everyone loves that one. Uh, we have the new Baseline shirt, which is uh, a lot of fun. It talks about how... <laughs> It has shitty music, so that's a fun uh, shirt to wear. And we have the Wayla 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 shirts from Tapestry of Nations, where it literally just has the lyrics to Tapestry of Nations, well, at least the first four lines. Um, so, you know, if you want that, you got it. Shirt's right there for you. Go to Tee Public and just type in Mousetrans. It'll be fun. All right. Oh, if you want to know where to find the live show... You have to just uh, visit the Facebook group uh, and keep looking at our Twitter about, I don't know, a half an hour before the show or so. So about 9 o'clock, maybe even at 8.30, but probably 9 o'clock, we'll, uh, we'll have something. Maybe we'll play some music. I don't know. We'll figure out what to do while we're uh, waiting to uh, set up and stuff. Alrighty, have a good one, and later, fuckers! Check me out, cloth on my bitch, me like a glove. Just Twitter, a time I'm ready for love. Hang with me.